everyone. My name is Fiona and I am, of course, one of your co-hosts for the DM's Book Club, a podcast where we talk about some Dungeons & Dragons and how we might implement it in our role-playing campaigns. So, we have done it. We have finally reached the end of Series 2, and I'm starting to make some plans for the upcoming third series. But to tide us over till then, I thought I would share with you a little something special. As you probably know from the other podcast I run, What Am I Rolling?, I am a massive fan of running one-shots. And as it's almost Halloween season, I thought I would just run a nice little horror one-shot for two of our semi-regular co-hosts, David and Sam. This one-shot, The House of Lament, comes from my favourite D&D sourcebook to date, Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft, which features everything both players and DMs need for running a horror-based campaign. As soon as I read it, I knew I had to run it for this podcast, and I'm so glad I did. You'll probably notice the audio quality changes every few episodes as we had to go from playing this one-shot in person to then online due to various work commitments. But if anything, it just goes to show that you can run any RPG, both in person and online, and it can still be fun. I hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoy running it, and just to say thank you. Thanks to everyone who supported us during the last series. It really means the world to us, and we can't wait to see what the next series holds for us. So... Without further ado, here is House of Lament. Okay. Is well, there, is um, there a palpable sense of newfound calm in the building? Is it? Make an insight check <laughs> the building. Can I also do that? Of course you can. 18 from Lyle. 13. You both get the sense of quiet. And like certainly there does seem to be like a breath of fresh air in this thing. I think, again, that whole sort of thing, it happens so suddenly. And you didn't realise with the constant screaming happening every 10 seconds, how deafening that was. And now that it's gone, because obviously it's been a couple of minutes whilst you were getting the, the armor on and, and, and going up and down sort of says, it's quiet. And I think that is the release for you guys. You're like, oh, it's gone. Whatever is here, it's gone. Uh, well, well, I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't know about you, uh, Lyle, but I, 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 took a, I took a knock during that. I wouldn't mind a bit of a sit down. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. Yes. yes, I, I think yes, I think. Well, we've we've done we've done what the what Mara said. We managed to get rid of it. So that's good. That's good. Well, we can we can see what Jennifer's up to, and and, and then maybe we can put an end to all this. Uh, should we go and have a quick sit down in the 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 sigiled room, and then we'll go and deal with whatever's going on? Uh, uh, uh upstairs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Okay, because there's, there's, there's just one way in, and I'll just watch the door. All right. So, yeah, you can take a short rest, should you want to. Yes, please. Yes, go for it. Sounds wonderful. In your head, Lyle, Brian's like, hey, hey, that was that was pretty fucking badass. But, mm-hmm, don't appreciate being suffocated. I could have died. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. It was, it was a spare-of-the-moment thing, you know, you've... I know it upset you, what, you know, jumping into danger like that, but I, I couldn't stop my main man, TT, 
from from getting ghosted. Mm. But you're all right. more important. Uh, sure, but there was a the distance. It was fine. It won't happen. You know, you know, he would leave you in a pinch. I don't think that's necessarily true, Brian. <laughs> Tobias has carried Lyle out of danger several times now. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Part of the reason why you're on me now, and we're not both charred remains inside a chimney witch's chimney, is because of him. Mm, I don't know. Seemed to take a long time to open that kitchen door. <laughs> mm. Well, I mean, there's three people in this party now. So, uh, Donald, what do you think? Uh, Donald, this whole time, is sort of sitting on your knee, sort of looks up with chubby cheeks and is like... Well, I think that makes things very clear. Thank you, Donald. <laughs> um, I, I just help bandage Tobias. Yeah, easy enough. Uh, Laurie also helps as well. Laurie is sort of like, again, making possibly making a bit of a sketch of the, the mark on the floor. Uh, is there anything you're doing in this time, Tobias? Um, he's just going to sit there and sort of bandage himself up uh, with Lyle's help and just kind of nod and pat him on the arm. Yeah, easy and enough. Just watch the door as well. Sure. Um, nothing happens in the, the hour you take. No more screams, no more uh, visions of blood trickling down the walls or anything like that. Am I still radiant and majestic as the Crimson Knight? You look pretty badass. The light from Laurie's lantern flickers and it sort of like it shines upon you. And... It's a good fit. Like looking at it now, you, you, it's almost like as if it was made for you. But again, it's the ancientness of it. It's like you wouldn't, you don't know any, uh, any of the guilds that would have this sort of armor. It's very pristine and set. When I when I when, when I when I get back, I'm going to make people stop calling me the Crimson Knight. Oh, what a wonderful name! Yeah, yeah. Oh, brilliant! I'm sure they'll write books about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah yes, 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 they will. The Crimson Horror. No, 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 just just night. The Crimson Night. Yes. Maybe we get you a cape. Oh, I need a cape. I hear there's some magic capes that billow on command. They are pretty swanky. I think Jennifer's, I got, Jennifer's got some in her costume box. You know she, would what? Have, she would have brought them with them. Oh. I had my misgivings about today. But I think together... We pull through and we showed those ghosts, the ghost, who's who. And um, yeah, that, that 100 gold that's coming to us per day is going to be all the worth it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know what Jennifer said, but I don't have a head for numbers. She's the one with all the money. So we can, we can talk to her when we get back. Absolutely. Oh, Laurie. You you do yourself uh, a disservice. Uh, no, chaps, I'm just happy to be along with the ride. <laughs> I think I I I I think I I think that we're, what what's happening is that Lyle's just, just a little concerned that you know you've seen us do all the things and Jennifer's just stayed where she has and 
it'll be quite oh. easy for her to say, oh, you didn't do much. Oh, no, 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 not at all. Not at all. She's she's very knowledgeable and she she does appreciate everything we do. Like I've seen all the books she's read and and she takes everything I say and puts it into her little scrapbook and underneath it says Jennifer and Laurie. Mayweather Foxgrove um, Esquires uh, And that, that's how we do things I, I go do the do the scary the Gruff stuff And she stays And makes sure that the, the candles are ready For the seance And the stuff for the seance it's, it's all fine Great Well then Why don't we head back And see how she's doing How about capital Capital Tobias will pick himself up Take one last moment to, And then go <laughs> Such a pose. I know. <laughs> you power pose up and down. Um, so you make your way back down the stairs. And is that sort of growing sense of ease now? You think, oh, we've done it. You've dealt with the leaper at the less successful attempt at dealing with the chimney witch. And you think, yes, this is all great. This is good. You go back through the, the gallery. You go past the imposing uh, various busts of uh, the Havocris in resident artist, uh, various sipping. They all look the same before you say I'm anything. not making eye contact. I don't trust them. <laughs> you the swear part. they've moved. <laughs> they just one of the heads turns as you leave. Um, Burning hands. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and you make your way back to uh, the, the foyer, turning to go into the parlour, where you see a scene of devastation. There are various knocked over candles, uh, various bits of broken furniture. The portraits themselves have been upended and sort of off at different angles. Uh, the fire is still burning, but bits of books thrown into it and... Uh, the cloth with the sort of the um, the Ouija board and has sort of been ripped apart. Various things like pillows have been thrown out everywhere. On the table still the Ouija board with the planchette, which is now moving crazily by itself, going from letter to letter to letter to letter. No sign of Jennifer Mayweather Foxgrove. What's the Ouija board saying? What's the Ouija board saying? It's repeating itself over and over. And after a couple of seconds, you're able to write down the message. And it says, he has her. I surreptitiously lean back to Lyle and whisper in his ear, this would probably be a bad time to say I told you so, wouldn't it? I would save that one for a, for a more amusing moment. Okay. Where does he have her? The planchette stops and spins in the middle and starts forming a new method. And at this point, Laurie is seen. This is where I say, Jennifer, Jennifer, where are you? Jennifer, stop hiding. This is not funny now. And he's rushing around trying to find her in this uh parlour getting increasingly more and more frantic as she is clearly not here. The new phrase it spells out is below over and over and over. I think we should go below. Yeah, Laurie we're going for her, she's down below. Why would she go there? Why? Who's taken her? We're, 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 we're going to go and find out. Let's find her, let's, let's go. And he, he, he takes the lantern and starts making his way towards the kitchen. Cool, yeah, I am going to go with him. I will, I will proceed at the third. Yep. No worries. And as you go, you can see the hallways, the various portrait frames. They're getting some of them off their things. You can start to hear banging and crashing coming from all over the house. Bits of floorboards start creaking before you even walk on them. As you get into the kitchen, again, that scene of devastation before, you see the oven opening and shutting, rattling as something is trying to get out. But Laurie is already ahead of you. He's already down the stairs to the wine cellar. Uh, do you follow? Demon cats, demon cats. Can I just like shut the, shut the stove a little bit more? Like, put, 
put something there to bar it from opening. Absolutely. Yeah, you like get like shove a, a broom in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's like a broken like a broom handle on the floor. You can <laughs> shove it even more in. And as you do so, you can feel the intense heat from the other on the other side. As clearly something on fire is trying to get out. Yeah, Tobias is going, uh, one one minute. <laughs> okay, let's go. <laughs> Thinking. Well, 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 you know, I mean, it, it wasn't pleasant. Uh, so you make your way back down to the to the wine cellar, and again, that idea of the these creaking stairs lead to a damp cobweb draped cellar containing dusty racks and eight foot tall wine turns. One of the casks across from you has burst, uh, covering the floor in a crimson stain. Uh, Laurie has already streaked past this, and you can see um, you did see it before, but there is a door in the. I think it would have been South Wall, uh, essentially. And as you're sort of following as well, you look around for those sort of demon cat s, and you don't see them at all. I mean, you know, again, you, you maybe you try and listen out for the horrific, like comically bad meows, but you don't hear them. Laurie opens the door and rushes into the next room into darkness, the lantern sort of bobbing ahead. Do you follow? Yeah. You come into this room and you can see that this is a storage room. Old furnishings, rotten pantry staples, and boxes of mundane junk fills this musty storage space. As you sort of go in, you can see at one point all this storage, all this sort of junk was everywhere, as if it just left and forgotten. But like you can see it had all been sort of scraped up, as if someone above the broom has come through here and piled it up almost at the walls, clearing a pathway to what looks like a broken sort of archway into the sort of southwest wall. And again, Laura's just steaming ahead at this point. He's like, Jennifer, Jennifer, where are you? And you can see, actually, as he heads through sort of this archway, you can see the stone itself is very similar to the tower upstairs. Of course it is. The ancient wall, you can tell it's sort of, um, it's, yeah, the sort of the dark, dank, damp in the wall here. And as you sort of go in and you see Laurie sort of looking around going, Jennifer, Jennifer. And you can see that this is sort of um, like what he's gone into this sort of output is actually a space. You look up and you see there is maybe about five feet above you is the floor of the tower that you were in above you. And there's then a, another door in front of you, like a rusted iron door. And Laurie is banging on it going, Jennifer, Jennifer, where are you? Jennifer. And as he started doing it, the door opens wide, hits him. He takes a bit of damage as a result of that. Ooh, quite a bit of damage as a result of that. It's a, again, it has a horrible mark on his face as the door opens and there is silence as he's sort of gasping, sort of saying, Jennifer? Jennifer, this is not funny now, please. You have to come back. You said you wouldn't leave the room. Nothing. I, I, I think we, we need to go in. Who's going in? Uh, Tobias, <laughs> for his own nefarious motives, is totally going in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but very much like, uh, uh, we will do it the same way we've we've done everything else. I'll go first with the shield. Okay, okay. She'll be safe, won't she? She'll, she'll be fine. It's just a silly, silly thing. She wouldn't have left. It's fine. You go in, and you can see uh, it's another chamber, but there is a pit in the middle. And over the lip of the pit is like a, a rope ladder that has sort of been hammered in hurriedly. And on there, you can see there's almost like there is a satchel with a book open with the really, really teeny tiny bubble writing with the hearts on it to be Jennifer's handwriting. Is there anything else in this room um, specifically looking for anything that could be indicating the voice I've been hearing this whole time? Mm, uh, make a perception check. Uh, Lyle, what are you doing? 
So th- th- there's a pit in the middle. Yeah, in the middle. And w- what can I see down it? Uh, make a perception check. That's an 18. 18, okay. And a 10. Lyle, you look over and it's very dark down there. You know, the edge of Laurie's lantern, as it sort of comes up, you can see the, the ladder going down and it does hit something, but it is extremely dark down there. With an 18, Tobias, you're listening and you, think, and you hear the scuffling of, um, of both Laurie and Lyle whispering and then you can hear some Laurie's panted breaths and every time I go, Jennifer, she wouldn't have gone down there. And what you notice with that 18 is that Lyle's voice does echo reverberates and you can hear his footsteps. Laurie's voice does not. There's no echo from his footsteps, from his voice, from his panting. Tobias will quickly go, uh, uh, Lyle, come over here. There's something I need you to look at. And we'll just whisper, I, I have a theory. I, I don't think the twin's real. Come on. I don't think they're actually mortal. When you talk, your voice echoes, his doesn't. And you hear it too, Lyle. Now it's been pointed out to you. Laurie, anything? No, no, there's nothing else here. We should go down. If Jennifer's down there, I, I would not forgive myself. See. Uh, have we seen, felt any physical presence of Laurie? Like, has, have we touched? <laughs> He, he's definitely been around you and like patched you up and all and and like when you put your head around the door he's usually been there with his lantern and he's thought and and you definitely he seems real Laurie uh, yes chap what why why have you got an echo <laughs> what do you hello hello we've we've got an echo but you don't know Oh gosh, that's. I don't like this. I don't like Laurie, this. Laurie, are you dead? No, 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 no. I, I can't be dead. Oh no. This house is playing tricks on us. It is, it is trying to separate us. It's taken Jennifer from us. She was our only safe haven. And now, and now it's trying to pit us again. I, I swear to you. I swear to you. Do we believe him? <laughs> Insight check. If you want, go for it. Nothing. Eight. Nine. Eight, nine. He looks uh, perturbed. Ever since discovering Jennifer was not in uh, the parlor, the safe room, he like he's lost all his sort of foppish composure, for sure. It seems genuine. Well, it seems genuine. Um, maybe it's as he says, just some strange magics going on. Please, if she's down there, I we need to get her out. Look, she, she's the one who's able to communicate with these spirits. She's the one that, you know, I, if they've got to her, I would dread what they would do to her. What say you, Tobias? I don't like it. You've been saying that since you got here, old chum. Fiona, thinking back, have I ever heard an echo from the sister? Ooh, very good. Uh, perception check. Uh, no, history check, I guess. History check. 15. 15. As far as you're aware, she's never left that room. And that room is quite furnished, Mister. So it's hard to say. Are there any strange, like, 
symbols or anything we can find in this room that might be keeping up the arcane chickpea bobs. Oh, so what's something similar to the stuff upstairs? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll let you choose a perception or arcana check. Your choice. We'll do an arcana. Yeah. 17. 17. You have a look around and you can't see any symbols or anything of that kind at all down here. What you do find, I guess, mixed in with that 17, is that the pit itself, whatever created it, would have been from above below. So someone would have dug into this rather than out. So somebody dug into this place. You would get that. So no marks, no sigils or, or the glyphs. But you, with that sort of good check, looking around, looking at the floor, you'd realise that something has dug. I'm not sure if that's better or worse. <laughs> All right, we'll go down. But Laurie, yes. you go first. Of course. I, I, if she's... I don't want to think if she's not... I, I start to go down the ladder. Um. As Tobias had sorts of ladder, he was just going to say to Lalhurst, uh, just make sure that I'm between him and you at all times. I am 100% okay with that. Okay. And <laughs> um, I'll head down the ladder afterwards. Okay. So Laurie goes down. You can hear, you can see the rope twitching as he sort of goes down. And he, his light is at the bottom as well, so you can actually see that it does reach the bottom. And then Tobias... And then Lyle, you sort of slowly make your round. And as you're sort of gripping onto sort of the, the wooden, I'm sure there's a name for them, but the, uh, the, rungs. the rungs, yes. When you're climbing down the, the wooden rungs, you can start to feel how cold it is down here. The sort of toughness against your sort of skin of the, of the rope, uh, maybe giving you a few sort of um, rope burn, perhaps. You feel the chill in your clothes and you think as you reach the bottom and you see your breath again sort of misting up as you reach bottom and you sort of turn around and you see almost a chamber a cavity if you will but there's nothing natural about it or the amber light flooding the space you look around sort of almost like um if you figure if you're at the bottom of a figure of eight essentially sort of goes in and then goes out again and you can see lining along the pale stone walls petrified figures lie trapped in them their faces contorted in fear. Deeper, the floor forms almost like a crater-like depression filled with inky muck. And from the centre of this pit rises a jagged amber monolith. There's a faint glow that issues within, backlighting a vague, elusive shape which shifts and moves like smoke trapped in glass. In front of it, you see a figure standing before it, Slack, arms at their side, looking towards it. Their fair sort of tousled hair at the back, wearing um, a long coat with frills and a bell hat. Uh, you recognise it to be the outline of Jennifer, looking towards the monolith. I don't like this. Nah. Should we destroy the monolith? Um, I don't know. Fiona, in my head, can yes. I think as loudly as I possibly can? Will you give me everything I desire? Ooh. You can definitely think that in your head. And then, at the back of your mind, just like a little tickle, 
Yes. Come closer. I'm waiting. Tobias approaches. All right. What are you doing, Lyle? Tobias? I just, I, I think, I think we need to, to look. That's all. Just figure out what, what's, what's going on. We need to make sure she's okay. 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 Is there anything I can glean from this weird monolith and structure? From this distance, you can, Not again, so. all you can see is this, again, it's like, um, natural hewn amber it's not translucent it's definitely no it is translucent sorry um and and roughly hewn but there's yeah something is inside it there's definitely the light coming out and whatever the shifts in um again you can feel brian in your armpit going fuck no no whatever it is no 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 Mm -mm. wouldn't don't shan't i stop walking forwards Halfway. Good. 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 Laurie, yeah, it's a sister, is going to rush ahead uh, past Tobias, straight towards Jennifer, and says, Jennifer, Jennifer, what are you doing? Jennifer. And goes to touch her on the shoulders. And as he does, there is a movement in the air as a shape appears above her, almost like above Jennifer, a, a woman appears. Um, a knight in red ringmail who turns, and as she turns, Jennifer also turns, almost as if puppeted in some horrific macabre way. And you see this woman's face, this sort of long black hair. Uh, Tobias, you recognize this as the woman from your dreams, but her face, her face is awful. A horrible, twisted thing. Her chin far, far below her actual, the roof of her mouth, screaming in a silent, horrible scream a pool, black eyes. You can see her, and as she speaks, Jennifer also speaks a horrible twin voice saying, you fools, take them and release me. And from behind, the amber monolith starts to crack and things start to come out of the inky dark water. Shall we roll initiative? Oh, okay. Good initiative. 16. Nice. 16 for Tobias. Lyle. 17. Laurie got a 10. Rolling several dice I from the am. other side. I am. This is not good. Oh, that's a... I have a feeling Greece will continue to be particularly unusual. <laughs> Lyle, in a feat of amazement, you are the first to react. You see these horrible sort of like tentacles of sort of inky blackness start to appear out of the sort of depression around the small left, sort of <laughs> sort of feeling their way around where uh, Jennifer and Laurie, this person is above them, trying to find them. But you are the first to react. What do you do? I will use my second of the day of burning hands and I'll go, <laughs> bad hands. And I just and set fire to the monolith. The monolith, um, and the thing inside it. What's the what's the range on it? Excellent question. I've lost my place. Uh, it is fifteen foot cone from self. So you stopped a little bit further back. You need to get a little bit closer. I'll get a little bit closer. All right. So you will be in line with Tobias at this point. Um, I would step to the side so I don't catch. Yeah, I, I, I would assume, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, oh, in line as in distance to the yeah, got you. Yeah. Got you. yeah, 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 yeah. You're not like behind Tobias going. There could be only one. No. <laughs> so uh, dexterity saving throw, please. What from the from the monolith? Yeah, or if... anything that's in its path. Sure. Yeah. Uh, the, well, the monolith completely fails because it's a monolith. Uh, the inky tentacles, though. Sure. Or was it a dexterity? Dexterity. Yeah. Natural one. They all fail. Yes. Let's see how much damage you take. That's crap. That's better. Oh, no. Well, I've got to be honest. Seven points of fire damage. Hey, it all helps. It all helps. Sorry. Uh, then can I step back? A thousand percent you can step back. So you blast. It's like, oh, you know, and it catches the, sort of the arms, certainly, and it sort of reels a bit. But the real hit goes onto the monolith itself and again the crack and it starts to widen a little bit it sort of catches a little bit but not completely uh they do take a little bit of damage there that's my turn that's your turn tobias it is your go tobias is going to scream at the woman wearing his cool armor you promised me everything i desire (laughs) again the horrible laugh you fucking idiot you a knight don't make me laugh, you pathetic thing. With a scream, he is going to run in and just start cutting. <laughs> what, are you, what are you cutting? The, the monolith? Yeah, so there's monolith and the tentacles coming from it, right? Yep. Okay, yeah, so he is going to run in, sort of like flip the sword into a backhanded grip and just <laughs> straight in. Nice. Do it. Roll your attack. Uh, that is a 16 to hit. Just hits. Nice. Jesus Christ, Fiona, that just hits. Yeah. That is terrible. Three points of damage. You sort of like hit in. And again, it's almost like, not that you guys watch Doctor Who, but there's a bit where um, Peter Capone is just punching a rock over and over again. And it's like that with bits of crystal like shooting off. As you sort of hit it with your sword and your your hand, the, the sort of gauntlet wielding it hits the monolith itself. There is a moment of clarity. This creature sort of speaks to you and he goes, yes, good, the anger. We could do with someone like you. Join us. And then back in the room. It's then the tentacles go. They're not happy that you've just attacked it. It's being, so they're gonna attack you. First one is a 19. 19 will hit. Okay, second one. Probably won't hit, it's a 12. Doesn't hit. Thank you, armor. <laughs> okay, you take necrotic damage from the from that hit. Okay. And can you roll me a d4? One. As this tentacle sort of wraps around you and sort of hits you and you can feel it sort of burning through this red ringmail armor, your strength score is reduced by one. Okay, that is... Fine, and I am going to use my reaction to use Sacrificing Shield. I reduce the damage by six points. Perfect. You do that. You sort of, yeah, you get the shield in the way, you bash it off, but the the, the pain of that strength, like, takes you. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's Laurie's go. Laurie is definitely going to try and wake Jennifer up. Uh, he is very distraught <laughs> by that. So, uh, oh, come on, come on, old girl. Uh, stop it, stop it. Slaps around the face. <laughs> Natural 20. <laughs> oh, nice. 
she'll take a bit of damage, but she's sort of like, Laurie? Uh, her voice seems normal, but it's like, she, it's almost as if she's like waking up from a dream, but not with it slightly. It's then Mara's go. Uh, Mara. Mara. What is it going to do? Her mouth elongates further and further, and a horrible, rasping scream echoes around the room. I need you both to make me constitution saving throws. 16. 22. Okay, you both succeed. Laurie succeeds. Jennifer just succeeds. You you all sort of wince slightly and you can feel that horrible scream right into some of your souls. In inside your armpit, you can hear Brian almost fizzing like like sort of like squealing inside. You both take uh five points of psychic damage as this horrible wail sort of rattles around your skulls, but leaving you with that sort of sense, that sort of dread that that could have really, really hurt. Top of the round, Lyle, what would you like to do? Firebolt tentacle. Yeah. Uh, nine. No, unfortunately, not used to Well, that's the sound of that screech in your ear. Misses off. Uh, anything else you want to do? Nothing I can do. No worries. Uh, Tobias. I would say, for some reason, staying angry has become really appealing. <laughs> so he is just screaming and slashing at this uh, this crystal monolith thing. Do it. Uh, that is another 16. <laughs> just hits for all your damage. Yes. Come on, come on. Oh, sweet. That is nine points of damage. Hey, it all helps. It all helps. It's time what do you mean it all helps? That's my max damage, Fiona. <laughs> <laughs> you're cracking hard and hard into it, and you're just, again, splinters at this point. It is, it is making the impact. And as you do so, behind you, the sort of tentacles are thrashing and wailing and try and get at you again. That is a 22 to hit. Yes. And an eight to hit. No. Nine necrotic damage. And roll Ooh. a d4 for me. Uh, that's another one. Okay, uh, so you, your strength, strength score reduced by one. Jesus Christ, not good. Yep, and that's, it. that's their turns. Laurie's like, chaps, I don't, this doesn't look good. Look, just help me get her out of here, quit. And he will drag, try and dra- drag Jennifer towards where the, the rope ladder is. He'll get about halfway because she's still sort of very groggily and stuff, but she is still walking. She's not rooted to the ground or anything like that. And as you see him pulling her away, this sort of tether that with, um, with this creature, this Mara person is still present, but it's, it's sort of elongating it like a string. Mara's go. She rushes towards uh, Laurie. You can just see, like, she pulls out, like, a, like what you think would be like a long sword, but it just turns into almost like a, her hand with elongated fingernails, sort of, and rakes through sort of the back of his neck, trying to grab at him to stay. Well, that hits. Uh, he takes, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, he's doing all right. <laughs> and, oh, and he must make a wisdom saving throw. Thank Christ for that. He makes that. He, there's a moment where you just see fear in his eyes and he almost drops Jennifer. But then he's like, no. Uh, grabs onto her and tries to keep both going. Top of the round, Lyle. This tether is between the monolith and... Sorry. No, no it's okay. Um, so you have Jennifer. There's mm-hmm. like a tether going towards this Mara vision. 
And then you have a separate entity, which is this amber monolith with tentacles, which Tobias is currently fighting. I'm tempted to go for Mara, but I know we need to deal with one thing at a time. I'll, I'll hit the tentacle. Okay, go for it. No, six. No. Again, you're just shooting off this stuff. And it's, it's not helped by the fact that Brian is deliberately like, no, no, come on, come on, we, we, we've got her, we need to go. Um, I'm, I'm backing away and I'll say, Tobias, a tactical retreat might be in order. Tobias, it's your go. How is my party looking? Your party? Yeah, um, like just having a quick glance at them, how are they all looking? Jennifer looks shaken, but is obviously still attached to something. Laurie is, I'd say, looking very rough just now. Like he took quite a physical thing from that uh, that uh, attack from Mara before. Um, Lyle? Got a nosebleed and his eyes look a bit red. 75%. Tobias, we're, okay, I'm going to use my action to... So Laurie, uh, Lyle and Jennifer are heading towards the rope ladder. Mm-hmm. Okay, I will use my action to disengage. Mm-hmm. I move back towards the rope ladder and keep myself between them and Mara. And, oh wait, hang on. When I had the voice in my head when I first attacked the monolith, did it come from, was it Mara's voice or was it something else? Something else. Okay, can I have a slight do-over? Of course. Uh, Tobias will put his bare palm on the monolith and just say out loud, if you let them go and give me what I want, I'll join you. All right. Judas. If you let them go, Sam. Oh, I missed that bit. In your head, in that moment, time almost stops still. You see the tentacles sort of rising up around you. Again, this horrible water almost dripping from them. You see this horrible Mara creature rushing after Jennifer and... Laurie and you see Lyle so like no like sort of like sort of screaming after you and you just hear in your ear do you accept my gift yes the tentacles they wrap around Tobias and Lyle you see this and in a single motion they pull Tobias into the water <laughs> Laurie's turn Lyle Lyle, please help me get Jennifer up the ladder, please. And we'll try and get her up the ladder. Um, it, it, he's struggling quite a bit because there is a, some resistance because of Mara. Mara's go. She's going to attack Laurie again. That will hit. He, again, he just, you can see now with his, um, his back, like almost like her hands almost pass through him as they come out. You can see sort of gouges in his... Uh, in his arm, it's his sort of coat at the back, scraping through this horrible blood, almost like ribbons just sort of coming down. Just, Laurie! Jennifer! Lyle, come on! It's your turn, Lyle. I will help. How do you help? Shed a tear for Tobias. No. <laughs> um, head over and just try and speed things along. I'm not going to fight Mara because that's not my wheelhouse. I'm just trying to move things along, get us out of there. With that, you manage to get up the ladder. The, the, go, the, sort of the ghost of Mara comes close, but as, as she tries to reach you, something pulls her back. And you can see the tether, it sort of almost stretches, almost like um, taffy. And there's a moment where you pull Jennifer over the, the ridge and it breaks, snaps. 
And you hear him scream, no, no, they were mine. No, you can't have me. And you just see her almost, she is sucked back into the amber monolith. For the next couple of hours, as you leave and you, you, you get out of the house and you see that the mists have cleared, uh, many investigators have come hearing all through different domains of dread that this house, this place had spooky goings on, but people were disappearing. Um, they come into the house, they try and help you find Tobias, try and find anything. And all they find is a derelict house. The mess still there, but the, the basement walled up, sealed. The storage room of all the junk and stuff, back, chaos. They go towards where the, the wall was. They go to the tower, they try and dig down again. Every axe, every shovel breaking on impact, not making a single dent. And Lyle, you sort of sit there, a cloak over you, with Brian, quiet at this point. I always liked him. He, uh, I think we should maybe write something saying how brave he was. Yeah. 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 No, he's first friend I've had in so long. I... He was a knight in the end, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Had the armour. Had the armour. The courage. Rest in peace, Tobias. Thanks. Tobias, it is a haze, but after days, weeks, you find yourself stood at the edge of this hollowed thing. This is where the monolith is. And looking down, you see you have the armor still, and next to you, you see the woman in the same armor, her eyes filled with hate, looking at you, not speaking to you. You both look towards the monolith, and in your head sits like, right, we've got work to do. And that's where we'll end the House of Lamont. Amazing. Amazing work. <sighs> Well done, Fee. Thank you so much for listening. You can come find me and pretty much every other co-host we've had on the show at What Am I Rolling, a twice-monthly RPG one-shot podcast, available on the What Am I Rolling website and wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm hopefully going to start up our own official Discord for both What Am I Rolling and DM's Book Club soon, along with a Patreon, so keep your eyes peeled for that. Thanks again. Speak soon. Bye!